Welcome to the Black Women in Infertility podcast. My name is Siobhan Coney, and I'm the founder and CEO of Black Women in Infertility. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and to connect with me. And so we're going to get right into today's podcast. So today I want to talk from the point, you don't know why you want to be a mother. It's just what women do. Um, So I've been working on a series called Mothering Yourself. And this is one of the questions or the points that um, I feel is important in mothering yourself and navigating this infertility journey. So you don't know why you want to be a mother. It's just something that women do. So much of our lives are defined by other people. And if you're struggling to define why you want to be a mother, um, there could be some indication that that thought or idea or plan did not originate within yourself. Um, I remember, you know, just all throughout my life, um, as early as I can remember, um, in my now marriage, um, but then dating, uh, relationship, you know, family members and friends would say, oh, when are y'all going to have some kids? You know, and honestly, if I'm honest, I feel like the having children, uh, scenario came up more than the, when are you guys going to get married scenario? for whatever reasons, but I could always remember people referring to, oh, you guys have been together so long. When are you going to have kids? Um, You know, I even shared one time or a couple of times, I'm not even quite sure how many or the number, but I shared one experience with my husband's cousin and we were at a family cookout And she just out of nowhere said to me, girl, when you going to give my cousin some babies? Now, mind you, she, I'd never talked to her about our fertility journey or us experiencing infertility. You know, we didn't talk to each other from that level, nor did I see her that much to even have those conversations. But just in the middle of a family cookout, you know, she felt comfortable enough or felt the liberty within herself to just say that to me, you know, and it hurt me so much because, you know, at that point when she made that statement, we had been struggling to grow our family. We had tried, um, I think at that point we had had two IUI cycles. Um, For those of you that don't know what IUIs are, it's the sperm insemination um, into a woman um, after um, a lot of times women would take uh, Clomid to just kind of like enlarge your enlarge your eggs and just make it easier for the sperm to find the eggs. Um, So 
we had had, um, I had taken some Clomid, I had enlarged my eggs, I had um, my, my husband's sperm inseminated in me, and we did this twice, and they were unsuccessful. Um, and so, you know, after that, it was so heartbreaking to hear her say, you know, girl, when you going to give my cousin some babies? Like, it was all up to me. Like, it was my fault. <laughs> like, I'm the only thing standing in the way of him and I being parents. And so it was a tremendous weight to throw on me. And, you know, my husband, he was there at the time. But in, in you know what? In actuality, I did not ask him how he felt about that statement. I think he was just, we both just went kind of numb initially. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, that's not up to me. That's up to the Lord. And, you know, pray for me or pray for us or, you know, take that up with the Lord. I, I actually, at this point, I don't even remember my exact statement to her, but I know I said something to that effect. And so, um, you know, that's what women who are experiencing infertility, these are some of the things that you go through. Um, but back to, again, the question, why do you want to be a mother? Um, for me, I, if I'm honest, I didn't visualize my children running around, you know, calling me mommy, things of that nature. Um, but I always felt myself as a mother. Again, as I shared in the podcast prior to this one, I'm the oldest of five. And so I was always mothering, but, you know, in, in reflection and uh, in retrospect, I couldn't, I can't remember instances where I was like, okay, I'm going to be a mother. My husband's going to be a father. This is what it's going to look like. You know, we're going to have this scene, you know, this house with the kids running around, like, I cannot, I don't have that, that kind of visualization, or that memory, um, and also, you know, my husband, um, even over the, the years of, um, you know, being the founder of Black Women in Infertility, and, you know, and it's important to have the male perspective, because, Every couple, every relationship, every partnership is one half the woman. And so I, I try not to speak for him, but I can say that I don't recall his visualization of, um, well, I take that back. We have talked about, you know, when we have kids, they're going to look like me. They're going to look like you. They're going to look like my mother. They're going to look like your mother. You know, they're going to have these characteristics, these traits. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember a pastor in my old church. Um, you know, I had asked God, it, 
So this podcast, guys, is is I, I see now that I'm gonna go down memory lane with this one. So anyway, um, in my church, one Mother's Day, yes, it, it was one of those Mother's Day church services. So my pastor had said, you know, all the women who are believing God to fill your belly, um, stand up. All the women who want to be mothers, stand up. So reluctantly, I stood up and he prayed for us. And he said, you know, this time next year, you are all going to be mothers. And, you know, I received it and I believed it. And I pondered on that because, you know, it wasn't the first time that I had received that encouragement or that kind of prayer, but I pondered on it and I was standing in my kitchen and I was cooking that Sunday dinner. And I said, Lord, you know, it's great that I get, you know, that we get those prayers from people who mean well and all that, but I want to hear confirmation from you. I need someone to give me a personal word, like personally come up to me and say, God told me to pray for you. You know, not those blanket prayers, you know, corporate prayers, but one specific from you. And so sure as as day, that Thursday when I went to my prayer group, um, this pastor who had been visiting from Africa came up to me and said, and he was so like, he's the quietest man ever. He just, his whole presence and demeanor is so quiet and gentle. And he had come up and he was, he looked like he was like really like pacing and anxious. And he said, God told me to pray for you. And and he put his Bible, this like Bible that looked like it had the power in it. Like it was just such an amazing looking Bible. It was so distinct and unique. And he put it on my belly and he he started to pray and he started to pray over me the prayer of Sarah and Abraham and just, and I mean, not only that, I had met with this pastor and then another woman who we all had met for like, I don't know, six, five, six weeks in agreement, believing God every Sunday for my baby. So during that time, I had dreams of a son, of a son, um, me giving birth to a son and his name was going to be Michael. And so, um, and he was going to be powerful and, you know, just like a force to be reckoned with. And then I'd, I'd gone shopping one day and I found a plaque of some sort, uh, a picture, plaque, a quote of some sort, and it had the name Michaela. And so, and it defined the name Michaela, which was very similar to Michael in definition and in word. And so Pastor Michael has said to me, you know, I was praying and I could see you having a daughter. So all these like, okay, so I did, I take it back to go back. (laughs) I did have some visualizations of me being a mother. Okay. But um, yeah, so he said, I saw you having a daughter and maybe that Michael is really Michaela with you finding this plaque in it, meaning so much to me that I bought the plaque and I still have it to this day in my house. Um, And so 
you know, and that was the time. And now fast forward, it's been several years um, since that prayer time with Pastor Michael and um, Sister Valerie and myself. Um, I, I probably, if Sister Valerie still has that couch, I got mascara and tears all on that couch. I mean, prayers that would shake heaven. Um, and I'm still not a mother in the physical sense, but, but a mother, if you ask my family, if you ask people that I know, I mother throughout, even in my group, I feel is a manifestation, um, the, the online Facebook support group, Black Women in Infertility, that I've, I've run, been, that I've ran, excuse me, for the past five years, um, I, I'm, a, I'm very much a mother in that group. I oversee, I'm protective, I, I feel called to nurture every woman that comes into that group as much as God will allow me to, you know. Uh, he didn't call me to, to uh, fix or do, you know, um, overstep my capacity with them, but to, to in a sense, mother them. So, um, so as it relates to thinking about why you want to be a mother, um, is it just what you think women do, you know, as a part of womanhood? Um, I've, I've come up with three things that, you know, I feel will help you define for yourself why you want to be a mother. Um, and so I want you to ask yourself these three questions. And the first question is, when you think about being a mother, what emotion do you feel? What emotion comes up for you? What are you feeling? Okay. And then if there is an emotion associated with that question, where do you feel it? You know, for instance, if it's joy, do you feel it in your heart? Do you feel it in your mind? Do you feel it even in your fingers and your toes? What emotion comes up with that question and where do you feel that emotion? And then the third question is, can you picture or visualize for yourself being a mother? That's very important, okay? Because usually when a uh, idea or a plan um, is very real to you. You you can see it. You can see it playing out. You can visualize it. Um, I know you are familiar with you know a lot of times when people say it, it when you're being intentional and setting goals, it's important to visualize it. That helps with the manifestation of it. And so. Yes, I honor that aspect, that idea, and that thought about it. But has that already happened for you? You know, not something that you're doing now, or actually it is something that you can implement now. But have you been already doing it? Can you do it with ease? Or is it something that you struggle with visualizing being a mother? And so, you know, in addition to that, you know, I would even say have people said to you in your past, you know, I can see you as a mother. You're going to be a great mother. Um, you know, do you get that all the time? Like, mm, 
when you become a mother, you're going to be so awesome. You're going to be so great. You, you just naturally a mother, you know, have you heard that in your journey? So these three things I would love for you to just think about and, you know, define for yourself, why do you want to be a mother? Or is it just something that you feel that women do? So once again, my name is Siobhan Coney. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Black Women in Infertility podcast. Um, And again, this is part of that series that I'm working on. This is episode two of the series, Mothering Yourself or Learning to Mother Yourself. Until next time, God bless you.